because he did race play, which is a fetish on a white guy saying the N-word while he's having sex with a black guy. Whoa, they, oh. no, come on. That's, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. Hey, welcome to Table Moments, the Home Beans podcast. We talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host and captain, the man in search of the perfect cowboy hat, your editor-in-chief, Iman. We're joined by the kid brother, the chat GPT whisperer, the corporate hustler, Bilal. We also have a very special co-host, future doctor, the paper kind, not the medicine kind, codename Bay, Jordan. <laughs> this week, we have a very special guest. He has the coolest OnlyFans username I've ever seen that gives a new meaning to video games. He's your favorite Afro-Asian from STL to Chicago, a real-life Nintendo Switch, and one of Jordan's cool friends, KL. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Glad <laughs> to be here. <laughs> that was pretty good. He's not in Chicago, though. Oh, all right. Well, I, it's what I read in the... You know, only four hours away, so when money called, then I'm in Chicago. Oh, for real? So you travel for work? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh. I usually don't do uh, a lot of my work here in St. Louis. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I can't imagine St. Louis being a big market, but nope. Chicago sounds all. like the spot. <laughs> exactly, and that entices people to like work with me because if I say St. Louis, ain't nobody flying out here. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah, I guess there are regions. So like in there are industries where like if you want to do movies, you go to Hollywood. If you want to get into finance, you go to New York. Is Chicago mm -hmm. a place for like? Um, like, are there pockets of people who do that kind of work in certain cities? Uh, yeah, so like LA, Miami, New York, I guess wherever you think of like the big pride parades, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but like if they have a big pride situation there, um, they definitely have a lot of content creators there. And then a lot of people, like, as you know, like in Chicago, there's a lot of flights that come in, in and out of Chicago versus here. So um, it's a lot of, people traveling through Chicago and then as they stop through Chicago, they'll usually link up with somebody. Like I, I imagine San Francisco is a pretty big spot too. It is kind of sort of, a lot of them will end up going to LA to meet up with people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless you happen to be in San Francisco, which yeah. I mean, they do have a, a few out there, but most of them end up, a lot of people relocate just for this. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a lot of people from here, they moved to Atlanta, LA and um, a couple of Miami. Okay. Have you thought yeah. about moving to Chicago? Uh, yeah. I thought about that years ago, even before this was a, a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I'm the oldest of six uh, siblings, so I was kind of got stuck taking care of everybody here. Uh, okay. Okay. How does your family feel about your work? Um, They're pretty open-minded. I mean, I've always kind of been like the, the black sheep of the family. I wouldn't say the black sheep, but the more eclectic one in the family. So, like... uh. I've always kind of stood out and I've always vocalized like sex positivity and stuff like that. So all my, my mom knew before I even started, I could joke about it all the time. My younger siblings, they all know just because I had to warn them so that way they don't Google me and actually come across something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I saw you had a pretty cool username, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, that, that took me a minute to come up with. <laughs> uh, for, uh, were you a big fan of video games as a kid? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, just like any other kid playing Xbox and stuff growing up, you know, before it was like the whole online phase. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, my dad is a deadbeat, so he kind of pawned my Xbox twice, so I stopped uh -huh. playing video games. But um, 
I'm, I'm really into like the 90s things and stuff like that, which, you know, Nintendo was kind of, I had to kind of come up with something that was memorable and not, uh, and kind of like close to my name, but a lot of people uh, misspell KL all the time. So I didn't want to make it too difficult for like, you know, viewers to find me. Yeah. I mean, that's a great choice in branding. It's yeah. highly memorable. It's nostalgic. Like, and then it also has the connotations. This is a good choice, yeah. man. Yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but it also gives you a lot of options. So I don't know if, uh, like, you know what cosplay is? Yep, yep. Okay, so do you ever get a chance to explore that because of the username or? Um, I've been wanting to do more of it. Uh, not so much right off the bat, only because there's this other girl, her name was like Pokemon Girl or something like that. And she was popping on OnlyFans, but then she started trying to sell Pokemon merchandise, which was kind of dumb on her part. Oh, no. They sued her, and basically she had to, like, change her name. And, like, she couldn't even, like, change the E to a 3 or make it, like, Pokey Gal or nothing. Like, like they completely, like, wiped it. And, um, yeah, and then so she, she lost a lot of money that way. So at first, like, with my Nintendo name, at the end of my videos, the the Game Boy noise would come on. Like, you know, when you start with the Game Boy. <laughs> 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 it's like, and, then, like, and everybody loved it. Like, it would, like, to be the little, the little ding at the end or whatever. And then I would have, like, a little Mario, a little Luigi, a little Yoshi. And then it would say, like, comment, like. And then the last one would say, like, tip or whatever. And um, everybody ate it up. But then I stopped doing it because i got nervous that i'll probably because i got too popular so i didn't want to uh yeah yeah as long as you stay under the radar you know you're usually okay but as soon as you start getting a lot of attention especially if you start selling merch oh man that's Mm -hmm. a that's a big no-no but yeah yeah. i don't know it's great branding not gonna lie it's great (laughs) appreciate it yeah i definitely plan to dabble in it a little bit more like cosplay i love that kind of stuff yeah uh, so I was, I was curious, like, um, does OnlyFans give you metrics about who your audience is? Yep. Yeah. So it, it tells you, like, um, what regions and stuff are more popular and stuff like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Are there any, like, unexpected parts of the country or even parts of the world that you w- most people wouldn't expect to have an interest? Australia, for some reason. I have a, I have a big viewing out there. And I have some in the UK, some in Asia. I sometimes get worried with that, that stuff in Asia because, you know, with this type of work, people can easily, like, screen record or leak your content. And um, I pay this this company, basically, to filter through internet and stop my stuff from being pirated. But sometimes when stuff gets pirated through Asia, because of their laws and stuff, they can't really do much about it over there. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have fans all over the world, basically, have you gotten any invites to, like, fly over or? Well, um, so originally I got invites, obviously, like in the U.S. So I got flown out to New York for a couple of weeks by Porn Star. And then I got flown to L.A. for a couple of weeks. And then from L.A., I went to Mexico and I did some work out there with some people. Sounds like a pretty exciting life, not going to lie. It definitely is. <laughs> I mean, it has to be like risky all the same. Like you're like, it's mm-hmm. a very vulnerable. So how do you like manage to balance the reward with the risk? And what advice would you give for people that are looking into this line of work? So first off, I would like my first thought when right before I started was that I didn't want to live a double life. And I know a lot of people who do this, they don't, their family has no idea or anything like that. 
um, their friends don't know. And with me, I just feel like if you're going to, if you don't think that there's anything wrong with it, then, then do it, you know? But if you have any type of hesitations or judgments towards it, then I wouldn't do it. Um, I don't just do it because I'm desperate for money or anything like that. I actually like enjoy it. Um, I understand the risk, like you said. So I made sure to let my family know before someone else had to tell them. And not to say that I had to tell them, but I just rather them hear from me than someone else. Um, and then you do the risk of like flying out to meet people that you don't know, obviously. And in this industry, unfortunately, sometimes drugs and sex go hand in hand. And I don't partake in that. But there are sometimes rumors of certain content creators who, you know, dabble in some stuff. And uh, you have to know how to like, avoid it or if you see that someone's really into drama on twitter avoid that but uh i kind of like feel people out i'm pretty good at that and i like we facetime a few times beforehand i make it very clear um up front what the agreement is like hey are we shooting on this day how are we exchanging exchanging the footage how do you want to promote it and go from there but i find a lot of people don't do that and they just fly out for a free vacation quote unquote and then like they just have sex on camera, but then there's no plan. And so therefore, some things kind of fall. Like, the, that's where the risk kicks in, I guess. Have you ever catfished over FaceTime? Have I ever been catfished? Yeah. Uh, no. Not, I, well, <laughs> before I did this, yes. Before catfish was a term, back when I was like 1920, I had a guy catfish. But he didn't catfish. Like, he was himself. He just lied about everything else about his life. Uh, and then, yeah. But like, as far as, well... Some people don't look like themselves in person, I guess. Like their social media pictures and, and stuff don't line up with their actual image in person. A lot of people are. Yeah, a lot of people use like Facetune and stuff like that. And they like Photoshop and all of that, which I can understand the pressures of society, but that's just a lot of work. And that's something I'm not, I don't have time for. Because this um, editing footage and stuff alone is already tedious enough. I'm not about to fake my face, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think like when most people think OnlyFans, they think, oh, you just turn on the camera, you have sex and then that's it. But I'm sure there's like, especially like promotion, editing, all the stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure people are underestimating the amount of work it takes. Man, I'm telling you, it's a full time job. It's a full time. <laughs> it is a full time job. And it's easy to fall off. Yeah. My question is, like, how do you how do you market your content? So. Most people, um, including me, use Twitter. Um, I already had an Instagram following before just from posting pictures, posting my family, being myself. Um, and that's how I've always been on social media. I'm kind of popular, but I don't try to be, if that makes sense. Like, I post a picture and I don't really care about the likes. I'll just get off. Um, some people kind of get sucked into it. But I had a lot of followers on Instagram. So then I kind of like, hey, I started a new Twitter, uh, adult content only. And then... So then you can post on Twitter and there's no real restrictions on what you post on Twitter. So obviously you don't want to post too much because let's face it, a lot of people can uh, get one off just the two minute videos. So you don't want to, you want to give them some a reason to kind of subscribe to your OnlyFans. You ever use uh, Tinder to help market it? So I tried one of those uh, apps before. So there's uh, Tinder, it's for, you know, the straights. And then there's Grindr and uh, what well, Tinder now allows gay people on there, but there's Grinder and Jack, which is like the dating gay world or whatever app. I remember when I first started, I posted my link on there and in my bio, and I thought I didn't save it. 
So I went back and like I, my, it wasn't in my bio when I checked it later. So then I went and did it again. And apparently it flags it. And so if you do it too many times, they banned you. So I definitely got banned for a year uh, off of one of them because I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. So a lot of people that get around that, they, they'll make a um, link tree. And then if you click on that, obviously your OnlyFans, Twitter and Instagram handles can be listed there. Yeah, I've also seen it like uh, where they put their Instagram tag and then people start mm-hmm. following them and then in, in their bio, they'll have their link tree, you know? Mm-hmm. And on yeah. uh, Instagram, you can post your actual OnlyFans link in your uh, bio too. That's how mm. I have it. Mm-hmm. No, that's interesting because like I'm thinking like if a girl has an OnlyFans, as far as like her looking for companionship or what or whatever, it's typically, I think, something she would hide. Until she gets comfortable with the person or something, but I, yeah. I wonder if it's different for men. Um, yes and no. I would say like if they're looking for actual companionship, most yeah. people would hide it to society's norms. You know, that's not like oh, I'll watch porn, but I would never date a porn star kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people like if you go on dating apps and you're posting your your content there or whatever. The way I think of it is it should be for marketing purposes only. Like, yeah. sure, if, if someone comes along and you like them, but that's kind of like going to a strip club. Yeah. Are those some nice, wholesome ladies on the pole at some point in their life? I'm sure. But the reason you go in there is for a lap dance and, and you know, throw some dollars. But could you walk away with a wife? Maybe, you know, if you're Amber Rose. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, but like your purpose wouldn't be to find somebody. But cause I hear it all the time. Like people... Even people I used to like sex or I used to like mess around with, you know, casually. After I started this, they were like, oh, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm okay with that. But you have to kind of go into it knowing that a lot of people are going to feel that way towards this type of work. D- does the platform treat male versus female content creators differently? Yes. Really? So I- yeah and there's like different categories that get that take off faster so i'll I'll be up front like so foot porn is the highest like no are you serious yes i have a chance wait wait, so for men and women men and women especially men i know for a fact men but yes i know several women you gonna try it (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I mean, it is. Tempt- well, wait, so their entire feed is just feet pictures and feet videos and stuff. Maybe like some people will go the extra mile and maybe like, you know, do other stuff. But the main focus is feet or okay. maybe ejaculate on feet or, you know, some people, some people like go jogging, post them like a video of them jogging and then come home and then take off the shoes and the socks in front of the camera and do that. And some people post pictures. And it's not really the the performers that I will say, like, I wouldn't say the platforms treat the performers differently. It's the clientele for feet is just way up there compared to, like, other fetishes and kinks. What? Wait, so, like, the people with the most money to throw around or at least have, or are really passionate about their kink are the, the, the feet people? Yeah, among other things, too, but definitely mm-hmm. feet people. Like, feet is one of those things or it's it's way more popular than people think like a lot of people are attracted to feet which i mean you know like i see some nice feet i don't know like cute or whatever but like people like okay for instance like say you'll go subscribe to somebody because you want to see them sex you'll subscribe and then you may get over it and move on to the next person or you're you're not gonna post like you're not gonna pay per video necessarily you like pay for a subscription but you don't want to keep paying like ten dollars a video or twenty five dollars a video 
you want to pay for that one subscription and be able to see all their content. People who like me, if you send them a picture, one photo, for $50, you would think that they got that picture, right? And they can just get off the photo. No, they want a new photo all the time, all the time. Uh, so it's like, it's like reoccurring revenue. They, they mm-hmm. always, they want more. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But I've even done, I've teased like with my feet, like I have certain photos, like my feet in the air, I think. And yeah. when I say those get the most likes, like, yeah, I did see it as the banner of your OnlyFans. So I was like, wait, so uh, have you thought about just tailoring your content for that clientele? Or are, does, are there some downsides for, with that kind of audience? Mm, not necessarily. It's not really any downsides. I've thought about kind of uh, dabbling with it more. Um, you won't get as many, like you won't do as many collabs and you won't get obviously flown out or anything as often when it comes to that type of stuff. That's more like a solo person. Which uh, works for some people because then you don't have to have that risk factor with meeting new people all the time. And, you know, yeah. you always got your feet with you. So it's not like you need to set a schedule with yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Just give you some freedoms when you need to just make some content. You can just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. To go back to what uh, you were asking before about like men and women, men, do, I personally, to, in my opinion, men do better only because straight and not straight, well, yeah, straight guys will watch it because they want to see them fuck a girl. But gay guys want to watch it because they want to see the guy anyway. And then girls watch it as well because they like the guy. So straight men probably do the best. What? I would not have guessed that. Whoa. Oh, yes. It's called it's called gay baiting. Uh, and some people in the gay community don't care for it. Or it's like a, like a controversial topic. But at the end of the day, if it's a sexy guy and you're attracted to him, whether he's straight or not, you're going to want to see it. You know. Oh, wait, so wait, so it's gay men watching straight people? There's this one guy, he makes six figures on OnlyFans and he most of his like fan base is gay. Just because they like to see his ass, they like to see his his dick, things like that. And so they're I mean, they they don't care if he I mean they ain't sleeping with him anyway, so they just wanna see it. Oh. I guess maybe it's like uh how maybe guys feel when they see lesbians. It's like you can't have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And what? even like that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and even like with that too, like lesbian. I think women watch more gay porn than men do. I think. I think that's what the statistics say. Or <laughs> women watch. Yeah, because they say it's it's more realistic when it's two guys, and you know, usually a girl's doing a bunch of extra yeah. fake stuff on camera. What? But, oh man, <laughs> this is crazy. All see, so people's perception of this or even people's interactions are completely wrong. Like all the assumptions people have about sex work or even like the industry mm-hmm. or anything like that, completely, mm-hmm. f- what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, get, it goes deeper than that too. Like there's race, race that play, like white performers do better than people of color. They get more studio work and then they also have their only fans. And then like the way the algorithm works on like all these platforms, their stuff gets seen more. Um, yeah. And then also like the at least in the gay community, I, I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but there's a top and there's a bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, tops do better than bottoms do financially, like profit wise, usually. Why is that? Just more people want to watch that? Yeah, it's like the male ego thing, you know, like it's just people are drawn to that for whatever reason. Just like why men hold higher positions and corporate jobs. That's just the way society sees stuff. So like even like, so the, the bottom is considered more submissive, which means more feminine, which means lesser than in a lot of people's eyes. So 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people would spend more money to see a masculine top than to see somebody who is bottoming. Oh. Is that why you switched? Best of both worlds? So it's funny you say that. So a top, so someone who's known as a top in the industry, right? When he decides the bottom, they eat it up. Like they uh-huh. love it. They love it. So it's not saying that he can never bottom, but it's just they, they, people are more attracted to the top energy. And then when he does bottom, they are like, it's like taboo. So then they even, they like it even more. But it's funny that you say, because when a bottom does it, so say you're known as a bottom in the industry, when you decide to top for the first time, people critique you a lot worse because they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, like, girl, like, you know, he, what he doing on top? Yeah, they're like, he ain't got no rhythm. You know, that, that's why he gets bent over, you know, like that type <laughs> shit. Even though, even though, like, I know a lot of people, including myself, I may brand myself as one thing, but in real life, I may be the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So in real life, I go both. I do both uh-huh. equally. But on in my branding, I do more bottoming because, and that also, again, um, with the whole race thing as well, a lot of people like to see a cute Asian be more submissive and things like that. Yeah, I didn't realize race played a big role in all this too. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, some people get canceled because they only mess with a certain type of guy. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So, who who gets? Would it be like a white guy? Or not usually. So there has I have seen that, but that's because he did race play, which is a fetish on you know a white guy saying the n word while he's having sex with a black guy. They, that, whoa, they, oh, no, come on, that's yes, that's a real thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a real thing, and a lot of guys are into it. A lot, and that's a, it's odd enough. It's a, a lot of our people. A lot of people of color are into it, and oh. and like on some slavery type, like yes, legit, yes, no, that's yes. Crazy. It's kind of like the dominatrix type thing, but with race, it is. It's not. I ain't gonna say it's the uh, best thing out there, but a lot of people are into it, and a lot of people pay big money for that. And but the the thing is, when I I don't judge people's fetishes, like you can't help what you like, right? But yeah. when it comes to sex, sex is a private thing for the most part for a lot of people. And even though I know that a lot of people watch porn, but they don't speak on it, I know I can brand myself with, with porn, but you have to be smart because it's still a business. So if you go and post something about race play online, even though some of these people are watching you and paying money behind closed doors to subscribe, they're not going to say it out loud. And a lot of people are going to critique, you know, it's cancel culture. Yeah. So you'll get more trouble than not. Like this one guy I know, he... He's black. He always has sex with white guys. People critique him on that. And you can't help what you like, I guess. But because he's black and he's always fucking white guys, people comment on it. And then he decides to, I guess, play into what, what people say. And so his way of fixing this, which was kind of not the smartest business move, was to now have sex with Asians. And I'm like, bro, that's still, that's still not fixing the problem. You know? When you say like people like get upset, usually when people get canceled, it's certain demographic of humans that are mm-hmm. about it. So when you say people are upset, are these typically like gay men that are upset that he's only having sex with white men? Are they women? No, uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's just the gay, gay men for the most part. And then obviously like anyone who's DL and has like an altered uh, alt account, you know, meaning that they have just a Twitter page, anonymous Twitter page, um, just to watch like porn and stuff, but or to troll people online. But yeah, it's mainly gay people. They're uh, most some of the most critical people, you know. 
love my people, but they can they can chew you up. Wait, but maybe it's one of those like rappers. Like we had a rapper on the show once, and he was talking. He's uh still early in his journey of getting his name out there and stuff and he shoots music videos for his songs and stuff and he was trying to get like black girls to be in the videos but none of them were fucking with him and so he ended up having to just go with whichever girls were down to do it with this like this with him and so he got a bunch of shit about like hey you didn't you don't support black women and and all that he's just like i tried i tried and so maybe do you think that could be the situation or uh yes for some situation like for some people like it just depends on where you live and yeah. stuff like that or like in my case i have more sex with with black guys and black as well but i grew up because it could i could have grown up the other way you know and i wouldn't say i would probably be as attracted to black men but my uh, audience is typically people of color or people who like to watch people of color have sex anyways um, but again, you remember how I told you that white guys tend to get more views. Yeah. So a lot of people will start to, if they're doing it for business reasons, they'll start to, okay, well, that's where the money's at. Let me work with white guys opposed to black guys. And wow. I've heard everything under the sun, like, oh, I can't stand working with black guys because they're not on time or, you know, the typical, just the same type of shit you hear in, in corporate jobs and how they judge black people for certain like their hair this and that blah blah the same thing happens with even sex work what oh man they're afraid of them being too ghetto or hood or things like that i thought the bbc would be a thing though like oh it is it definitely is but (laughs) (laughs) uh, like i was saying before the so bbc right people will pay money and they will look past certain things because you just got a big like dick that's just the way people and I don't know. I don't quite understand why people do the way, you know, the way uh, business works. But that's just what the audience wants to see. And, yeah. and I, I even know some guys, they, they only fuck white guys. And they, I mean, though people like, you know, try to cancel them, they still making money. So, yeah. And there's still that, there's that thin line between preference and business. Um, What would it take? Like, I, I guess I shouldn't assume. So have you ever gotten flown out by a woman? No. What would it take no. for to like feature some content that involves a woman is that something that you'd be willing to do it is something i'm willing to do the only um hesitation i have with it is obviously like pregnancy scares because <laughs> uh-huh. most people with this industry they don't want to see you wear a condom like that's just kind of how it goes which there's obviously y'all know there's risks with that but fatherhood is not a risk i'm willing to take uh right now but <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait 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 Time out. Time out. So what I'm hearing is fatherhood is not a risk as much as... No, no, no. I'm hearing HIV and things like that are not as much of a risk as fatherhood. No. So there's still a risk. But my thing is with fatherhood, that involves me, the other person, and now a new life involved. And that's where, for me personally, that's where things could throw me for a loop as far as just business and everything goes because I'll be busy with a child and then you get stuck with that other person for the next 18 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying the other things aren't just as risky or not as, not saying that they're not just as important to monitor, but one is with your money. Yeah, and I, I had a pregnancy scare when I was 17, so I look. What if your pullout game is strong and <laughs> and people want to see the nut, right? So you, you're not going to do it inside her, so I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> with the science of that and and from past experience, I got a girl pregnant off a of pre-call. A lot. Oh. And so 
Yeah, I, uh-uh. and so and and that's not to say like a girl can't be on birth control and she could have all her stuff aligned, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things like when you're older and you want to get a vasectomy or something, or you're cool with that. Then girls don't gotta know that you had one. Right. You can make all the content you want. No right. fear. And I'm totally yeah. down with. Uh, that's not to say I wouldn't I would do content with women. I definitely would. I just don't get any requests or anything like that. And more people see me a lot of times when you do gay content, you ain't really bi in a lot of people's eyes. Like you can't oh, you're really just gay. And so Yeah. And a lot of but there is there is a market for it, don't get me wrong. I do know some people who like do a lot of the bisexual scenes and stuff like that. And that's something I'm interested in. I just haven't come across it yet. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Based on the metrics, like what percentage of your audience are are women? I, I couldn't even tell you. It's, oh, it's very. It's definitely a small percent. Only uh, because, like, when people subscribe, you don't know who it is. Okay. Yeah, they doesn't tell you like gender or anything like that. But I, I have a few like lesbian friends who have told me that they they definitely watch a lot of gay porn and they may or may not have subscribed to my stuff in the past. Wait, lesbian friends? Yeah, lesbian. And so for I, I have. I've had several lesbian friends. They watch gay male porn more than lesbian porn. Oh. Yeah. So that's another thing, too. Like, a lot of people don't even, like, when it comes to sexuality, I think a lot of people, there's a, like, a in-person sexuality, and then there's, like, a cyber sexuality. Some people, you, you know, y'all know, y'all all didn't watch some crazy stuff. At some point, and, and I ain't saying whether it's the other gender, but just whatever was happening on that screen, was crazy and you got off to it and afterwards you was like what the hell was i watching <laughs> and, I was like, and so i feel like a lot of people like uh, it's like again that, that taboo thing that you get a rush out of by watching porn that you probably wouldn't necessarily do in person yeah i, I think that's true yeah people in private they can be pretty i think pretty kinky and yeah, definitely yeah, they don't, and uh, for obvious reasons, yeah, people don't like sharing it publicly. But then the part I don't understand is like the cancel mob and the hate. It's just like, like I don't know. It's just weird that even content creators who in the sexual space still have to deal with haters. Oh it's yeah, crazy. And and it, it it's crazy to me because like when it comes to porn, everyone watches it. Like I mean, I ain't gonna say everyone, but the majority of people watch it, and it's not some like demonic thing or and it's like it's part of being an adolescent into adulthood like we are you know we all came across that website at one point but um like you said like the fact that people can't share it without being canceled that's one thing and that honestly like if you want to be public about what you do that's up to you but for me personally it's, it baffles me that people can't be more open with the, their part like about their kinks like there's so many people who live in a sex list or not as um, fulfilling sex life with another person just because they can't tell them, oh, I like licking toes. Just tell them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) There was more, if there was better communication in the bed, I feel like things could go better for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking like, I I would assume that it's easier for gay men to to get laid than it is for straight men to get laid. So the appeal for porn, I don't know if they would have the same appeal for porn as straight men do because of the abundance. Like, why would you, if you have the option, maybe you do have certain kinks or whatever that gets fulfilled by porn. But like, if you do want to have fun, I'm I'm sure 
other guys would be more than willing to, or there are plenty of options, or at least more than the average straight man has when it comes to women. And so yeah. by consequence, I would, I, would, I would wager that it's probably a lot more women than most people expect mm-hmm. probably watch a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and I, I think that's because of just the pressures that society puts on women mm-hmm. and like the fact that women can't have casual sex without being considered hoes or, you know, like there's all these other double standards that women have to go through than men. And so because of that, where like you said two guys can be kinky together and just admit like hey we just we we are just we are just nasty individuals we think with our dicks you know like let's just get it going let's get it women have this other layer of like keeping this um i guess their their pride or their the class saving face exactly like women will get judged more if they were just to have free casual sex and to be kinky like that than when men do it and so a lot of men will love to watch a porn star girl, like I said, but they ain't gonna go wipe one up. Yeah, but that's a crazy thing. Like, I bet you there's a lot of dudes out there in relationships or even married who are with who don't realize how kinky their girl is. They have yes. no clue. And yeah. it's like if they saw her porn history, <laughs> like, oh man. So, y'all, you even know, like, with eating out, like eating, eating a girl out in the 90s was forbidden. Like, in the 90s, a lot of rappers, everybody in that song was like, you know, you can suck my dick, but I ain't eating you up type thing. And then as we went into the 2000s, it became more popular to where we take pride. Like, if you can, if you can eat out, you, you a king. You know what I'm saying? But even with, like, um, what, what's that one song, Janae, what should they eat the booty like groceries? <laughs> now everybody's admitting that they eat that. You know? <laughs> I just don't think it was as popular before she, like, that lyric came out, and now everybody like, damn. Nah, yeah, I guess I gotta eat your ass. And so, and guys aren't as embarrassed to say that anymore. Now, yeah. if we go a step further, straight men who like to get their ass eaten. That is such a popular thing. I know several straight guys who like that to be done. And it's, really? it doesn't make you gay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it stimulates. It's a, it's a part of your body. You can't help it feel good. So you, everybody's got a G spot inside of them. So, uh, yeah, I know several straight couples and just straight people who they guys get their ass ate by women. Oh, so do they record the content and then post it, or is it just like a private thing for them? I know there's more in private that I know, but there's definitely okay. um, in the industry now. It's it's way more popular than before uh, in porn. Yeah, we were just talking about that about how like when we like for me it was in high school, like first semester high school, it was like, ew, you actually do, like you actually give guys head. I'm never gonna give a guy head. Uh-huh. Then of course it became more acceptable and then men hopped on the, oh yeah, I do this and I'm cool to train. So now it's cool for guys to like eat ass, uh-huh. but it's cool for women to eat ass yet. But as right. soon as like i know it's gonna come where then women are just gonna be hourly admit admitting like oh yeah this is something i do and this is something i'm good at and my my guy loves it i just i know it's gonna happen oh yeah because at the end of the day like if you, especially if you like to please your partner and that and you realize that's something that, like some people fall into it by accident you know you down there giving head and then, oops, you kind of go a little <laughs> step further you know what i mean but you like what you like and i just think like you said like it gets judged a lot more and that's not, and I don't even think it's because women wouldn't admit to it. That that's partially true. 
but I think it's the heterosexual men who are afraid to be judged because they get their ass beat. So if they admit to it, then they, if the women admit that they're doing it, now they admit that they're doing it to their guy and they got on nobody knowing that they get their ass beat. So I think that that's partially a reason why it's also secretive. It's way more popular than people press. So, wait, so do, do people actually like giving it? So that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if women actually have a desire to give it. Yeah. So it's, it's, if you think about women uh, on the level of like they like to please their partner and things like uh, that, not saying yeah. that men don't, but you know, women will go the extra mile a lot of times. And if they, it, I, I'm person me, I get pleasure from pleasing. So mm. there's things that like I don't necessarily are fetishes or kinks for me, but like in my personal life, if I know that it's say I have a partner and they like something, it turns me on to do it now because I know they like it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I know a lot of girls. I know some girls who they have no problem with. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's this like a new wave of guys who are admitting that they like it because it, I mean, if you find comfort in your, secure in your sexuality, you have nothing to worry about. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of guys. I know this one heterosexual dude. He's, I mean, buff, macho as hell. He, he tells us all the time. He tells when he his ass. He wanted. Mm. Well, okay, do your thing, bro. But people mm-hmm. like respect him a lot more because he's honest about it. Well, all right. So, on one of these previous episodes, we had a guest, mm-hmm. Banner Boy, who talked about like his theory about black men who swirl, and uh-huh. uh, he says they have a tendency to be like low key bi. Is that true? Now, when we say swirl, are we? Uh, so like black men who get with white women often or it's a like a regular thing for them that they're secretly bisexual or they have a tendency to be low-key under under the cover i don't see much correlation in that i just there's a lot of guys that i just know who are naturally more bisexual than they say that they are whether or not they are with white women or not yeah i know i know like i know a lot of like guys who are with like men of color with women of color um and they're outwardly to the world straight but i know like deep down they they're considered dl you know i mean down low so um, and there's it's a lot of people like that can you save all the women's straight women listening and like give them hints about what it looks like when your guy might be down low <laughs> so honestly it's there's no there's no real like way to like there's obvious signs, obviously. Like if you see Grinder or Jack on his phone, he's, those are only four men. Um, but outside of that, like I know some guys who are they watch sports. They are very masculine. They would not give you any sign. They even have a kid. You know what I'm saying? And I don't put it past anybody anymore. Like I, I think a lot of people are more sexually fluid than they actually think that they are. Like if if we didn't grow up with the rules that you gotta like this and you gotta like that. If you just naturally came across it, you enjoy it for what it is. And then not saying that you got to marry that person or something like that, but friction is friction for a lot of people. So so you can try something one time and not be gay. I can tell you. Well, here's the thing. Like, but I think you mentioned earlier, like, w- all right. So I feel like women, if they heard their dude had a experience with a man before, they're not going to look at that positively. In fact, I think it might be a big negative. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan, but like, like, I think there are different types of women. Okay. So, like, I'm, I'm, I think both of you know, or maybe possibly all three of you know, I'm an inquisitive person. If anything, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and probably mm-hmm. 
that follow-up answer is to whatever question I ask will actually tell me like, oh, actually, I don't think you like women, but I'm pretty open-minded. Mm-hmm. But what were you, what was the rest of your point? So I'm just thinking like if I can understand why a lot of guys might might hide it, because if they share it with the person that they're with, who's a woman and women don't look favorably to a man with uh, experience with men, then they are risking their relationship because it does. I, I think for a lot of women it does change their image of their man. And so it's like, do you uh, like why would a man risk his relationship? You know, even and so he's. It sucks because he's like suppressing whatever his desires are, but at the same time, it's like people are going to judge. The woman in his life will at least judge him. Or then if it comes out and other people know, then you have the whole social impact of it all. So I don't know. You're completely right when it comes to that. And I think like if more people looked at, instead of thinking of labels, if you just looked at gender as another trait of somebody, right? Like, okay, he's black, tall, and he's a guy. Like, I mean, so typically I date black guys, right? But I may date a white dude. That don't mean I'm not still attracted to black guys. It just, that was my preference. But I now am dating this white guy, which commitment and attraction are two different things. Like I think commitment is like, okay, I'm promising you this. And this is, you know, this, uh, there's that communication between you and that other person. But that doesn't mean just like a woman, if she dates one black guy, that don't mean she's not attracted to every other black guy that she's, uh, you know, she just now committed in a committed relationship. So. Same thing I think with gender, it's like, oh, I didn't think that I would typically like guys, but I like this this guy. You know, that doesn't mean I'm not still attracted to women and, you know, so on and so forth. It's just like some girls have a standard on height. You got to be six foot something, but now this five, four dude and swept you off your foot feet, you know? So I, that's kind of the way I think of with gender and sex. Where's the line between, like, doing something that is sexual activity and being or identifying or being labeled as not being labeled because that's very external, but mm-hmm. internally identifying as queer in some way. Is that a clear question? Uh, I get, I kind of get what you're saying. I think it's really just comes down to what you're comfortable with. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, anyone can label you whatever they want, but if you're, if, if you are curious enough to dabble, right. And, and try new things. Like we said, I think you can try something and not necessarily be gay. That's not how the world necessarily is going to see you. And so are you okay with now the world or even yourself doubting you being straight? And, mm-hmm. you know, if that's, once you do one thing with someone, you're a little less straight than you used to be, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's like at the end of the day, but I just, that's just because that comes with labels, unfortunately. I just think you should be able to experiment. That's the only way you find out if you like something. <laughs> and most of the promotion is all through Twitter, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn, I didn't know Twitter was that big for this. Oh, yeah. Like Instagram, you can't post any like thing, uh, any type of a go- adult like you know videos and stuff like that. But Twitter, there's no real restrictions. The only restrictions they have is like um, P, anything with P, P in it, or blood, or they kind of crack down on public play, but yeah. it's still a, it's not. At, I mean, it's still a thing, but. Uh, you can you you can get banned or in trouble because you're in a public space uh, and you're doing adult things and you're posting videos. Only fans and stuff they used to allow you to post that and they they crack down. Yeah, and they flag your videos now. Yeah, I can understand the platforms not wanting to encourage because if you because I'm sure that would probably get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. But like the whole P thing, 
Like, how do women get away with the squirting stuff? Like, a lot of that stuff's got to be fake. Right. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's just, again, it's just like what our society sees it. Like, uh, oh, she's squirting. She's squirting. She ain't peeing. She's squirting. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, I bet if we test the liquid, I'm sure, sure they could be similar. She's not peeing. She's squirting. No, but in like in, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of the times fabricated. It's not real. In I'm sure, like if you gotta like get the shot, they're just gonna pee it out. You know what I mean? You just gotta like make the scene work. <laughs> like, I come on. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Like you can't. That's it's not an on demand. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if you need it for the the scene for the end of it, you just gotta like make it work. So there's ways to do it without peeing too, because guys do it too. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of cum shots that I can tell. Like when I'm watching porn, I can tell it's a real cum shot. Me. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. There, there's there's like certain like little like I don't know if you want to call them tools or mechanics. Like there's like a tube that they put like they tape it on the side of the the, the penis. And then, like, shoot liquid out of it, and the camera angles at a certain spot to where you can't see it. And they, and they're, they're moaning like, "Oh!" And it's like, "That's not a real cum shot." I know it. Uh, what does it sound like? <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Like, okay, in scene, some people can't. They can't. They can't come because we do this for work. And sometimes you have to. You know, you got two scenes today. Now, I can't speak for everybody because I can go around. And I'm humble, but I'm going to be honest. I can go around. <laughs> but some people, some people can't. Some people got one in them a day. It's that. And so a lot of like, I know people on set who have to pretend to come. And I thought they'll come inside the person. But there's ways to pretend to come outside the person as well. What? It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a, that's more in studio porn, though, I will say. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but just to spicy it up a little bit, if you do use one of those things, well, I guess you don't need to use it, but if anyone else does, like, you can add a little flavor, you can add a little, like, spice to it by, like, changing the color of it. Maybe you make it red one day, you can make it blue, green, who knows? No. Are you talking about the cop? Yeah. This is <laughs> Why? I'm no, not- like, what if it's, like, rainbow cum? That's, like, unicorn shit. Oh, my God. You know, I, I don't know. That, that, would, that would defeat the purpose of it looking like fake cum. So. Yeah, but but maybe it's, like, um, I'm sure there are people with, like, anime. Yeah, anime fetish or, like, a Pokemon fetish or something. You do a cosplay of, like, Pikachu, and then it it's, like, electric cum. Who knows? Yeah, no, and see, and okay, so, so I'm glad you brought that up with the whole, like, anime and virtual stuff. So I think virtual reality porn is going, I mean, that's already becoming a thing, but I think that's going to be a whole new market. And that's also going to open another door for sexuality. So I don't know if y'all have seen that uh, episode of Black Mirror where, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they were, did that make you gay? Because he was a girl in the video game and the guy was a guy in the video game. They had sex, but they were two guys in real life. And then they try to kiss or attracted in real life, but they were attracted within the game. So did that make you a trans straight woman? I said I was gay. Well, I mean, if he's having sex with a girl in the video game, but I don't know. How, like, I guess it's supposed oh, to simulate. The, he's a girl, though, in in in, uh, in there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. okay. He's receiving the dick. You feel me? So, wait. So, is one of them straight and the other one's gay? Is that how that works? Are you talking about from the episode? Oh, they're the both straight. Yeah. No, they, they were both like... straight men. They were both straight men, but 
so they found this attraction within within the game. One was a girl player, one was a guy player, and then they had sex in the game. They they enjoyed it, so they technically were like, because one was married and cheating on his wife, I guess virtually. And then it, by the end of the episode, they tried to kiss in real life as two guys, and then they realized they weren't attracted to each other at all. Yeah. It's only within the game, so that opens a new door. Like, okay, you're straight in real life, but you're trans woman straight woman in video game world i don't know you know like it's a whole nother avenue of kinks and fetishes that can come with that too yeah that's a that's interesting i mean i mean if i played as a a girl player i ain't gonna say i ain't gonna try (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like on the the cum shot thing like uh so we've talked about on the podcast apparently have you heard of the holy grail of cum Uh uh-uh what's that Okay, so people on Reddit, they wanted to increase their volume, okay? So they ah. basically did like a public experiment where everyone's trying out, trying out all these different supplements and combinations of different supplements to like come up with the perfect formula to give you the most volume. Because mm-hmm. I guess like, I think that is a big part of the male orgasm, the actual ejaculation part, which I don't know if women understand, but like it's the the amount that comes out, the volume, the it's the whole thing. So. They were trying to maximize this. And so they came up with this formulation after like like years of research and people posting their, their experiences. And so I'm wondering like if people in the industry or people who do OnlyFans even consider taking supplements or if that's even a thing. Absolutely. So I was going to tell you to send me that link so I could, I could try something out. Because <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, it, it's definitely part of the, the, the fantasy and things like that. Like people don't want to see a weak cum shot, even though that doesn't mean you did not orgasm. That's just the way people like to see it. It's, uh, uh, yeah, even like, okay, so even with tops and bottoms, right? Bottoms don't have to get hard to be enjoying sex because it, it's a prostate. Like, it's a, it's, it's a G-spot in your ass. So, like, even though the bottom may be lip dick, he's still enjoying sex just as much as the top is, even though he's not brick hard. But mm-hmm. there is a lot of people who be like, oh, I want to see both of them hard. So then, as a performer, you have to think, okay, you have to consider things like, uh, Cialis and Viagra, and there's some people who do, I forgot what it's called, but there's a shot, and you inject your penis, and what? yeah, man, and I, I, look, I, look, ain't no needle going there in my dick, but there's some people who do it right before a scene, and there's tops to do it, because they mm-hmm. do it so often that it becomes a work, and they're not actually, um, I don't know, they're not sexually driven anymore, so they have to do supplements and other things like that, like, and so, that, that would definitely take off yeah so, so like on that episode i swear like everyone was telling me i was that was a dumb idea i was like no this could be re-. yeah all right no. so ba- yeah that's what i was thinking there is a market for this not only for like i don't know if like people have fertility issues if that increases sperm production or even the volume lets sperm travel but even in industries like this where you know the visuals are very important and so if you can increase the volume of it then this could be a useful thing and so like they came up with this formulation of like four or five different vitamins which I can send to you, but I, I was yeah. figured like it's hard to do. And plus you have to like take it every day just yeah. so your body is like ready to go. And so I was like, what if you combine it all into one pill and then you sell that as the Holy Grail to come? And that'd be. Oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, cause it's crazy to me sometimes when I see some people who, when they come a lot and they don't do anything special, they don't take supplements. They, they live an unhealthy lifestyle. They smoke every day and they drink out every... Because I know people who, when you drink, they can't do much, but they did. Mm. I know, but I know some guys. It don't matter how much alcohol they drink. They come a lot. 
And I'm like, what? How the hell do you produce this much stuff in you? And you, and it's not like they, it's not even like they wait a week to shoot a scene. They they do it daily. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. But it, it's definitely, it's definitely like it, even outside of like content, women sometimes feel better. Men's egos, first of all, we feel better if we, if we, oh yeah, I come a lot. But when women see that happen, I know a lot of women, they don't, they get um a little insecure if a guy doesn't come. Yeah. That don't mean he doesn't, and he didn't enjoy it. But if he doesn't come or if he, if he doesn't come a lot, they feel some type of way. Like I have a bunch of sisters and cousins and we've talked about stuff like that. And um, yeah, I know guys even outside of content would like the Holy Grail of come just, I guess, to be please their partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice to the listeners. Like, uh, all right. So like I've noticed that too. Yeah. Girls do really get insecure about the, in, uh, the experience if. You don't mm-hmm. come, guys. Anybody listening, if you're straight and you want to guarantee that she she gets lightweight obsessed with you a little bit, then you do have your fun. You make sure she's pleasured. She really enjoys it, and then you choose not to come. Okay, and then you're gonna be on her mind all. She 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 won't be able to get you out of her head. The homie does just that, bro. I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of breaks it down like that. Yeah, it's like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, girls, man, if women were more honest, at least a straight guy, I'm sure they have these conversations. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So, like, do you think straight women are more honest with gay men than they are with, with straight men? Yes, yes, yeah. Because they, I mean, we already kind of like the, at least in like, we are, uh, we're known to be more promiscuous. And then a lot of people say that's because we get to explore that while as teenagers or as kids, we had to kind of suppress it. So then as you get older, now I have the freedom to do it. So now I'm like, now I'm losing my mind, you know, like, you know, but I mean, to me, I just think men typically think with their dick and that's okay. It's hormonal. That's just how we kind of wired. But if you get two people who think with their dick, they're going to, they're bound to just do a lot more in bed and they're a little bit more free to do a little bit more in bed. But like, not saying women don't think the same way. I just think society doesn't allow them to. And so they can't speak as openly about it. So they definitely, I think they're more comfortable talking to other, well, at least the gay men. Yeah. It's funny to me that straight men would want to know these things, but straight men would also judge it. So Yeah, I think a lot of men would, that's a lot of straight men would have a hard time accepting, like, because I think straight men have this problem of like seeing women as these angels, these innocent angels. That like they can't be freaky. They can't be even uh-huh. lightweight, dirty with a lot of their fantasies. But yeah. I mean, if guy, if straight guys really knew, oh man, like a lot of yeah. people would just, a lot of men with this image, uh, this pristine image of women would feel disgusted. But then uh-huh. it's better to know the truth, I think. Yeah. Like, and I think uh-huh. that just comes on, that's like, there's so many other aspects that play into like why people are okay with certain things like that like that's just like an egotistical thing and a territorial thing i think sometimes with men like men love a freak in bed that's just facts but they love the idea of you know uh taking you know deflowering a girl and taking her innocence and they want their their wifey to be some because even if you go with the body count men are known to be allowed quote unquote to have a higher body count than women. But if women say they have a high body count, they get judged. And that doesn't make them any different, but that's just how society sets us up. Yeah, it's, it's also judged that men have to have a high body count. Right, yeah, yeah. That's another pressure of being a guy. 
Yeah. So like yeah. even like I remember, I remember at the age of twelve, my cousins lose neighbor Jenny. I'm still playing with Pokemon cards, and I'm like, you know, nice. But there's this pressure that oh, I need to lose my virginity soon because all the other guys are doing it. So yeah. And I will say there's a lot of pressures onto men that women create because even though women want their man to be you know, more emotional, da, 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 and all these other things, kind of like what you were saying earlier, if men really express their desires or their sensitivities or vulnerabilities, a lot of women wouldn't even fuck with it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because, like, when you, like, try to explain it to women, they're like, no, no, I would totally be, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm so open and accepting a suit, but then you could see, you could see visually her vagina drying up. It's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, they're sabotaging you, fellas. They're sabotaging you. So, it's like, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, so thank you for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. I don't want to take any more of your time. If you got anything to plug, let the people know what you got going on. Uh, you know, subscribe, onlyfans.com slash Nintendo. As y'all know, I'm on Twitter. That's another thing. You can kind of get Twitter banned, too, but that's a story for another time. But, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate all my open books. So anytime y'all want to talk about this kind of stuff, I'm here to talk. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Jordan, thanks, thank you for coming thank on you. too. Really appreciate it.